The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Dole Food Company, the world's leading producer and distributor of fresh fruits and vegetables. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. I want to welcome listeners who are tuning in from radio stations in every state in the Union, as well as members of our military who are joining us over the Internet. Thank you for making us part of your Newsweek. In just a moment, popular political commentator, author, and talk show host Bill Press will be joining the program to talk about whether the new GOP health care plan can be adjusted enough to secure the votes it requires, where the immigration travel ban goes from here, and whether the investigation into Trump's campaign's relationship with Russia is a red herring. Bill Press is known for regularly attending White House press briefings and having his hand firmly on the pulse of our nation's capital. So we're in for a real Washington insider's perspective during the next hour. But before Mr. Press joins us, as is my custom each week, let me tell you a little about his background. William H. Press was born in Wilmington, Delaware, and grew up in Delaware City. He earned his undergraduate degrees from Niagara University and the University of Freiburg. His broadcasting career started in the 80s at KABC-TV and KCOP-TV in Los Angeles. But it didn't take long before his keen political commentary and reporting led him to co-hosting MSNBC's Buchanan and Press, Crossfire, and CNN's Spin Room. His successful broadcasting career has earned him four Emmys and a Golden Mike Award, and he was named Best Commentator of the Year by the Associated Press. And one of the reasons so many tune in to listen to the Bill Press Show is because Press has walked the walk. He was Chief of Staff for California State Senator Peter Baer, the Director of Planning and Research for Governor Jerry Brown, and was Chairman of the California Democratic Party. Press has found time to author seven books, including the controversial work titled Buyer's Remorse, How Obama Let Progressives Down, for which he took a lot of heat from his own team. But you know Press best for his popular radio program, The Bill Press Show, and commentaries on The Hill and Huffington Post. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Costa Report the host of The Bill Press Show, Mr. Bill Press. Thank you for joining us today. It's an honor, Rebecca, to join you, and uh, you're a Hall of Fame here of all the many people that you've interviewed. <laughs> I, hate, I hate to drag your uh, your quality down here today, but anyhow, it's fun to oh, be with you. Oh, no, no such danger whatsoever. Uh, if anything, you elevate us, so thank you for making uh, time to be with us today. Now, I fun. cannot remember a time when there were so many controversial news stories happening at the exact same time in Washington, so I thought maybe we could start with a recent freeze put on Trump's temporary immigration ban. Would you like to comment on that? Well, first of all, I'd just comment on on your your comment. It is true. I mean, those of us covering, trying to cover the field in Washington today, you've got to run fast to keep up, and then you still can't keep up because you're just getting into one story and just understanding one story, and then suddenly, boom, you know, um, there's another big story on the horizon. Um, a lot of them um, triggered by uh, tweets early in the morning from uh, one John, Donald J. Trump. Uh, on the immigration, on the Muslim ban, I think this is huge news and a big setback for uh, for President Trump. Because, and I, I think that, that personally, manifestly, the judge in this case is right, the judges in the first case are right, that what the president's trying to do is uh, blatantly unconstitutional and amounts to a religious test. But we know that the, the one of the first actions of the new president was to 
say, I'm fulfilling my campaign promise. I'm coming out I'm with this with this um, to ban on – he even called it a ban on Muslims coming into this country from seven countries. We won't allow Muslims from these countries in, but we will allow Christians or members of other sects in. A judge in Seattle said that was, again, blatantly unconstitutional um, and put it on hold. It was appealed to the Ninth Circuit. Um, Ninth the District Appeals Court out of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, they affirmed the judge in Seattle, even though Donald Trump had attacked him as a so-called judge and vowed he was going to fight it all the way to the Supreme Court. Instead, they let that on hold all the way while insisting it was still valid. They were still right. The judge was wrong. And they worked on a second Muslim ban, which came out this week, um, last week, immediately challenged this time, and I think this is very instructive by attorneys general from Hawaii, from Washington State, Oregon, California, New York, Massachusetts, and I think one other state. Maryland, I think. Maryland, thank mm-hmm. you. Yes, they took it to court, uh, and yesterday, yesterday a judge in Hawaii ruled, uh, yes, this is blatantly unconstitutional, put a hold on it followed by a judge in Maryland this morning who ruled the same. Well, let's so talk ha- about the DOJ. The DOJ has come out and said the law and the Constitution, and this is true, gives the president the authority to suspend immigration. I mean, it's right there in writing. Gives the, gives the president the authority to, to suspend immigration, does not give the authority to violate the Constitution of the United States. And that's where they're, that's where they're caught short, even on a, even on a short-term basis. Uh, the First Amendment says there shall be no religious test in this country and I th- and in this land. And I think what what was particularly powerful about these two decisions, both the one in Hawaii and the one in Maryland, is they cited as their evidence that this was indeed intended as a religious test and a ban on Muslims. The comments of Donald Trump, the comments of his aide Steve Miller, the comments of Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Quoted them, you know, word well, for word. Well, let me ask you this. I, so I, I want to no ask a question. They, no yeah. doubt that what they intended was what they said. Well, I, I'm a scientist. I have a hard time with what anybody intended on anything. And maybe I'm letting people off too lightly. And I, I would be guilty of that accusation. But but here's where I have trouble. And so maybe you can straighten me out. The uh, six maybe. countries <laughs> that were identified, right? Yeah. As as harboring terrorists or funding terrorists or encouraging terrorists were identified by the Obama administration. And uh, as I understand it, uh, the temporary immigration ban specifically names the six countries identified by the Obama administration. Now, here's my question for you. If any um, specification toward religion is eliminated from that, would you still be against the temporary ban? Well, let me just say this. As a scientist, also, I would think that you would be persuaded by the facts, okay? I mean, I'm, I'm to trying me, to get to them. I'm, I'm having well, a hard time well, getting to them these days. No, you, well, no you, no, you shouldn't. But, I mean, to me, that's what science is all about. And that's, one, that's another problem I have on other issues with Donald Trump and some of his fellow Republicans. But, uh, but I want to come back to the fact. The fact is, as the judges quoted, right, this president and the people around him have said their intention is to stop all Muslims from coming into this country, period. This doesn't do that, but it does stop them from ban them temporarily. from. Well, it doesn't stop seven, Muslims seven, from Saudi Arabia, and it doesn't stop them from Egypt. No, no. It, he, he, there's six True. specific countries right, identified. Right. I'm getting to that. I'm yeah, getting okay. to that. Okay. I'm getting to that. Okay, let me finish. Okay. I said it doesn't ban them all. It doesn't, for example, even Indonesia. I think yeah. Saudi Arabia should be on the list. But so these six countries, the fact is, or even when it was seven, that one of the excuses the Trump administration gave was, well, President Obama did the same thing. No, he didn't. What President Obama said was, these are countries that do not do a good enough job of vetting their people before vetting or the, allow, uh, uh, identifying their people, if you were, even allowing us to um, they don't do a good enough job, I guess, of knowing who the trouble, troublesome people are in their country. So what the pre- President Obama said on these seven countries, 
we're going to have an extra level of vetting before we let anybody from those countries come into the United States. So he did not ban Muslims from those countries. He just said we're he going put to put new a, requirements on. Extra yeah, careful on those that. on those countries. Yeah. Now and we have to take way, our we have to take okay, our first sure. break. So hold that thought. When we come back, we'll get right to it. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back with more from Bill Press. You're listening to the Costa Report. Are you or someone you know suffering from a complex medical issue, seen multiple doctors, specialists, and had extensive testing done with still no answers? You're not alone. One-third of U.S. families have suffered from an unresolved medical condition after seeing two or more physicians. CrowdMed can help. CrowdMed streamlines the healthcare process, saving patients time and money and unnecessary hospital visits and irrelevant procedures, helping them get back to health faster. CrowdMed's secret to success is a network of doctors, nurses, and other medical professionals who collaborate with their unique sets of medical expertise to solve these complex cases faster. CrowdMed works in conjunction with the healthcare system, providing patients with medically sound information that's validated and confirmed by a licensed physician. CrowdMed has achieved a 75% success rate, producing a correct diagnosis in an average of just two to three months. To see how CrowdMed can help you or someone you love, Go to CrowdMed.com today. That's CrowdMed.com. Here's George Foreman with InventHelp. Hi, I'm George Foreman. Do you have an idea for a new product or invention? People ask me all the time, George, how do I get my idea in front of companies? How do I get a patent? What do I do next? Do you have the same questions? I'll tell you like I'll tell them all. Call my friends at InventHelp. Call InventHelp today for free information. InventHelp has been helping inventors for more than 30 years and has sales offices nationwide. InventHelp can submit your invention to companies who are interested in receiving new ideas. If you have an idea and want to try to patent it and submit it to companies, you should call InventHelp today for free information. Listen, I can't guarantee a company will be interested in your idea, but I believe every inventor deserves the opportunity to step into the ring and take their best shot. Put InventHelp in your corner. To get your free inventor's information, call 1-800-350-9514. That's 1-800-350-9514. Again, 1-800-350-9514. We teach preschoolers the joy of classical ballet. We strengthen character, focus, camaraderie, teamwork, and graceful movement that will carry them throughout their lives. Hello, I'm Melanie Useldinger, director of Agape Dance Academy, with an invitation to enroll your preschooler in our unique classical ballet training at one of our four Agape Dance locations in Santa Cruz County. At Agape Dance Studio, your child will learn classical ballet and will get to participate in our petite versions of our great classical ballets. Register today at 831-359-0850 or go online to agapedance.com. That is agapedance.com. Cash flows and money moves. The Money Moves Show is dedicated to delivering tips and tools to help you earn more, save more, and protect your hard-earned assets. Host Pamela Fugit-Hetrick interacts with her guests and callers every Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Recent topics have included what is going on locally with health insurance, tips to maximize your Social Security income, how do you build an emergency fund for your family, Medicare 101 tips, how do you choose and pay for home health care, and many other topics. So tune in, take notes, call, and get answers to your financial questions from Pamela Fugit-Hedrick on Money Moves, Thursdays at 7 p.m. That's Money Moves, Thursdays, 7 p.m. on KSCO, AM 1080 Santa Cruz, and KOMY 1340 Watsonville, and 104.1 on your FM dial.
Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is Bill Press. And before the break, we were talking about the difference between Obama's requirement to do deeper vetting of immigrants from countries who do an inadequate job and President Trump's temporary immigration ban. So so let me ask you this. What do you say to people who say better safe than sorry until a more comprehensive, thoughtful immigration plan can be developed? Uh, I would say that we can be safe and be and um, abide by the Constitution of the United States at the same time. Uh, and uh, this is clearly this clearly crosses the line. We now have two of them, and two judge and two, two, two different sets of judges uh, have ru- have ruled that way. Um, we are a nation of laws, and the Constitution has gotten us a long way. Um, so let's 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 follow it. And by the way, the other thing is, you know, these as this point I was going to make before the break is, when you look at the terrorists who have uh, attacked us as Americans, if they don't come from these seven countries or six countries, I mean, where's why isn't Saudi Arabia on the list? You mentioned that fifteen out of nineteen. Of the uh, the hijackers on September 11 came from Saudi Arabia. Well, Mr. Press, Egypt I have to tell Pakistan. you, I this is an area that you and I agree 100 percent on. Saudi Arabia ought to be on that list. <laughs> they yeah, ought to no, be on I, that list along with some yeah. other countries. I don't think six. You know, if you're going to do six but, countries, uh, there ought to be others uh, that are included to that. So but, let me ask you, you well, what, what happens to if the? If I can, if you do it, yeah. then. You have to go after the individuals. You can be based on their background or whatever. You cannot go after them based on their religion, based on their faith. That's what's wrong with this Can order. you go after them based on their country of origin? No. Is that fair? No, I don't believe so. I don't know whether that's constitutional. I don't think that's fair. I would, I would uh, not say that every single American is a fabulous citizen of the world. I wouldn't say that every citizen of, um, name a country, Somalia, uh, is a terrorist. I, I think that's horrible. Right, so so in breath. your view, that those kinds of across-the-board uh, uh, regulations just are unfair? Uh, I do believe that, yes. Mm-hmm. So now what happens uh, to the travel ban, the temporary travel ban from here? It goes all the way to the Supreme Court, do you think? Um, I think the... It could go all the way to the Supreme Court. I doubt that the uh, Trump administration, it's, it's hard to read them. You know, they've only been there 50, 60 days, and we're all having a hard time <laughs> figuring out how they operate, right? Thank you for uh, saying that. <laughs> I, I've, I've begin to, I've, I feel like I'm reporting the ADD news. Well, we feel like we're following the ADD news. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I jump uh, around from so, story to story, and, I, and I, you know, I'm not normally yeah. that uh, distracted. I so I th- and uh, and all of us in the Washington press corps, you know, we talk about that all the time. You know, how do you keep up with this? So, I, I think it, it, they'll probably come up. My guess is they'll, they'll they'll bitch and moan, and then they'll come up with a third attempt. Uh, and meanwhile, they'll follow this all the way, appeal it all the way to the one or the other, all the way to the Supreme Court, and lose. <laughs> That's how I think it'll turn out. And then they'll hopefully come up with some. tough, but fair and constitutional immigration policy, which I think all Americans could support. That that is true. Uh, Most Americans are in favor of a comprehensive, thoughtful, fair immigration policy. But as you and I both know, that takes time. This is a complex issue. Uh, and it uh, involves a lot of constitutional issues, and it really needs to be thought out. And I don't like these uh, quick turns that we tend to take just to try to satisfy public opinion. Okay, now well, let's move on, on to point, the next subject. Point, yep. Just very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, you know, yes. Nobody told me this was so complicated. Remember that's what Trump said about healthcare. It's all well, complicated. <laughs> it's true about immigra- it's true about immigration, right? It's true about healthcare, yes, it's true about education, it's true about the environment, climate change. All of these are very complex issues. What happened to our pres- easy problems, huh? <laughs> uh, are there any? 
And being president is a hard job, which President Obama tried to tell Donald Trump, but I'm not sure he made, got that message through. I'm I think sorry. each president tries to tell the, the incoming president that, but they just don't quite believe it till they close the door and they're sitting in that, that, that uh, all-powerful desk by themselves. Okay, so now, uh, in keeping with the ADD news, let's move on to the investigation into Russian collusion. Now, on the one hand... There are questions about meetings and conversations which happened before and during the election with those close to Trump, but not Trump himself. And on the other hand, Trump claims that the Obama administration wiretapped his servers. And uh, we now have the House and the Senate Intelligence Committee coming forward, bipartisan committees, right? Republicans and Democrats coming forward saying they have investigated and they find no evidence of the wiretapping. Well, talk about being complicated. Yeah, there are two things here which came together thanks only to Donald Trump. The first thing was there was serious concern of the 17 intelligence. So let's take the Russian connection side of it first, right? 17 intelligence agencies, I'm sure you've talked about this a lot, did say that Russia, the Russian government under Putin, was trying to interfere in this and our presidential election in order to help Donald Trump get elected and to prevent Hillary Clinton from getting elected. Now, that that is being investigated right now by the FBI to the extent of, were there any people that we know there were significant and frequent communications between people around Donald Trump and Russian officials, including Russian intelligence officials, were any of them colluding with the Russians to try to turn this election one way uh, toward Donald Trump? If so, you know, that's a crime and they, they will be held accountable. But that investigation is underway. Then Donald Trump on March the 4th comes out with this explosive charge that Barack Obama ordered a wiretap of his phones at Trump Tower. Uh, and when he was challenged on that to provide the evidence, Donald Trump said, no, we'll let Congress investigate that. So suddenly... The investigation in Congress, right, has amped up, if you will, to include not just the Russian connection for the election, but whether or not President Obama was actually involved in having Donald Trump's personal phones tapped. On that point, they're losing ground really fast, meaning there's not one single Republican inside or outside the White House who has come to defend Donald Trump on that issue not Pat Paul Ryan, not Mitch McConnell, certainly not John McCain, not one senator, not the chair, Republican chair of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunez, who yesterday told uh, reporters there is simply no evidence, zero evidence of that, that the president was not telling the truth. And today it was Chuck Grassley and uh, Dianne Feinstein on the Senate Intelligence Committee who told reporters zero evidence of that. And yet last night, Donald Trump tells Tucker Carlson on Fox News, oh, yeah, it happened, and I'll, I'll show you all, I'll give you evidence. In two weeks, I'm going to show you the evidence to prove that it happened. Y- any chance he's got evidence that the Senate no. and the House Intelligence Committee don't have? No. If you make such an explosive charge, don't you think by now you'd come out with the evidence to show well no not necessarily i mean he never does anything on anybody else's schedule so i you know i wouldn't be surprised but i i just wonder if he's got information that our own congress doesn't have and you know how that how that works we have to take another scheduled intermission but but stay tuned we'll be right back with more from bill press you're listening to the costa report Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. 800 962 
I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. Coast Paper and Supply has been family-owned and operated since 1948. They have a wide array of products available, including brand name and eco-friendly cleaning supplies, paper goods, and compostable plates, cups, and cutlery. Whether your needs are for business or home, Coast Paper and Supply's friendly and reliable staff have what you're looking for. They even accommodate special orders. You can find them at 151 Josephine on River Street in Santa Cruz, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4.30, or call at 831-423-3350. Coast Paper and Supply is a proud member of Think Local First. Hi, this is Meg, a manager at Ben Loman Market. The sales are going on in all departments throughout the store, so come on in and do some shopping, do some talking, say hello. In the meat department, we have a variety of USDA choice roasts on sale, including tri-tip, chuck roast, sirloin tip, and cross rip, and so much more. In the produce department, we have red potatoes, broccoli, tender asparagus, crisp beach apples, so much more organic as well as conventional fruits and veggies. Come visit us on our website and see what else is on sale throughout the store. That's at benlomanmarket.com. Take a look at our Mill Street Catering Events.com website. Think about ordering your hams, your turkeys, your prime ribs, platters of appetizers, sandwiches, dips, party plates, whatever you want. We'll be more than happy to get together and make for you. So give us a chance and give us a call. Come see us. Take care of yourself, and I hope to see you soon. And thank you for shopping with us at Ben Loman Market. People do not like going to the dentist unless they're going to this dentist. Hello, folks. Michael Olson here with Dr. Guy Peabody. Well, doctor, you work with a lot of people who haven't been to the dentist for a long, long time. There's got to be a little fear there when they show up in your office. Yeah, it's funny you ask that. People are worried when they first come to see us that they haven't been to the dentist in a long time because they're afraid they're going to get berated. And uh, I chuckle at that because we're here to help people. We assure them that we have today and the future, and we're just going to take good care of them, and everything's going to be fine. The The most important thing we can do for them is listen to them. We want to find out what their concerns are. We want to find out who they are as people. We want to know if they're apprehensive about dental care or not. We want to know what their goals are. My job is to mainly find out how I can make them happy, and I can't do that unless I know what's going on inside. Call Dr. Guy Peabody for our consultation today and wake up to a great smile tomorrow, 831-457-0343, or visit drpeabody.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, my guest today is Bill Press. And before the break, we were talking about whether President Trump does, in fact, have information which the Senate and House Intelligence Committees did not have access to uh, about the surveillance of Trump Towers during the election. We had to take a hard break, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to finish your thoughts on that. Well, I do think if he had the information, we would have seen it because he's seen every single Republican, even members of his own administration, desert him on this issue. Uh, Even Jeff Sessions, the the attorney general, yesterday said, nope, Uh, one word in one word. No, I have nothing on that at all. And at the briefings, all Sean Spicer will tell us, we keep pressing him on this, is the president believes this happened and the president is convinced that someday he will be vindicated. Uh, that's pretty weak. I, mean, I think it's an outrageous claim, and I think we'd all be better served if President Trump would just say, you know what, I just went too far on that. I'm sorry, uh, and I apologize to the President Obama and to the American people and, and move on. <laughs> Instead, he just keeps digging in. 
Okay, well, my dad has an expression for that, in your dreams. <laughs> so, now, you know, last week I had Bob Woodward of Watergate fame yes, uh, in the studio, right. and uh, he, he seemed to feel very strongly that this investigation into Russian collusion and the wiretapping and, uh, and everything else to do with, uh, with Russia uh, is just a big red herring. He said years from now, the allegations won't be remembered and what will be remembered is what trump does with health care immigration the economy foreign policy and so on does does woodward have a point there you think i think he does yes um but i do think uh, let's not dismiss it i think this is very very serious not that donald trump did anything wrong in this but that the russian government was trying to throw this election to donald trump that is something that we should not just just say. Oh my, that's guy. Really, though, really. Let, let me. No, I think there's Here's the thing. I think every government, China, uh, North Korea, I think everybody wants to influence our elections, but that's a far cry from they di- actually did. Wouldn't that's, you say? Sure, I would say everybody would like to, but but how many actually do it? How many actually, you know, direct pe- members of their government to interfere? in an election in another country. Now, I will add, the United States has done that in the past, too. <laughs> yes, we have. It's throughout South America. That's what that I'm saying. Is, every government no, does it. Every That's no, every no, government's no, I, I, dream. I wouldn't go that far. But, but we have done it in the past. It was wrong then. It's wrong for Russia today. And it's particularly wrong, I think, for us to just know that Russia did it and then either deny it or just shrug and say everybody does it. No, I think there should be serious consequences for Russia on this thing. Uh, well, on, on, I, I don't, I, I don't know what those consequences would be. Geez, you know, we've already gone at them with stiff well, uh, embargoes and tariffs and every other thing, and that just seems to embolden Putin. Well, but but now we're even talking about possibly lifting the sanctions. Donald Trump is praising. Putin. Donald Trump hasn't condemned Putin for this, by the way, at all. Not not once. He has not said that they did anything wrong. All he says is, I want a good relationship with Vladimir Putin. We've got, right now, as you and I are talking, right off the east coast of the, the United States is a Russian spy ship. We know it's there. <laughs> What's the president said about that? Nothing. We have Russian fighter planes that are buzzing our Navy. Navy ship. What president said about that? But, but here's here's where I come from. I come it's from like a, a, a when it comes to Putin. I know, but I come from a science and a corporate background, and corporations are spying on other corporations and competing with them and trying to get intel on them every day, all day. And you know, if you got distracted on every one of those deals, you'd never get anything done in your own company. So I think this, that his feeling is is yeah, this goes on. We do it. They do it. And you know what? The idea is to to have a strong enough, uh, uh, you know, firewall and not allow people to uh, hack us and interfere with it. I mean, if you're strong enough, if you have a strong enough defense, you don't really have to worry about other people's offense, do you? When, with all due respect, I care <laughs> about this country and our democracy and our political process. That for a foreign power to try to interfere with it, I think is totally unacceptable and that all Americans ought to be outraged and we ought to all be raising hell instead of praising the man who did it. Well, I don't think we ought to praise the man who did it, but uh, like you point out, we we have uh, mi- had misconduct ourselves. All right, so now we got to move on again. Uh, this is the ADD, <laughs> ADD. N- news program, uh, <laughs> if anyone's just tuning in. Uh, so this to this point, we've talked about the block of the immigration travel ban, the investigation into Russian collusion and wiretapping servers. So now let's talk about the GOP's Obamacare replacement plan. Where does that stand? Well, it stands now just having passed uh, the budget committee in the House with all Republican votes. The big this is an interesting battle, but it's unlike any political battle I've seen, really, because this battle is not between the, the challenges to get the bill through the House. That's right now. That's the immediate challenge. And the battle is not between Democrats and Republicans. You can, you can take this to the bank. There will be not one Democratic vote for this bill. The battle is between Republicans versus Republicans versus Republicans. So the first block of Republicans is Paul, Paul Ryan and Tom Price and Kevin McCarthy. They're the authors of the bill. They're trying to get it through. 
they're, they have reasonably, we call them moderate Republicans, right, who say, oh, no, this bill goes too far because, it, for example, guts Medicaid. I can't live with that. There are too many people in my district on Medicaid. And I don't want to be out there running for reelection having thrown 24 million people, according to the Congressional Budget Office, out of their health health insurance. And on the other hand, you've got Republicans, a group of Republicans, the Freedom Caucus mainly, who say, oh, this bill goes too far. It still retains too much of Obamacare. It's Obamacare light. So Paul Ryan's got Republicans on one side and on the other side opposing him. And out of them, he has to come up with 218 votes. They, if they, in other words, they can lose 20 votes. If they lose 21 votes, he doesn't have enough votes to get it through the House. Now, so this I, wasn't I supposed it, to happen. I mean, the expectation was if you put Donald Trump in the Oval Office and you had a Republican uh, House and a Republican Senate, things ought to be able to move. That doesn't mean they can, first of all, the president, as you know, does it, he's, he's learned this. First of all, he's learned two things. Number one, that health care is complicated. <laughs> Duh, we all knew that. Everybody knew it but him. And second, <laughs> he's learned that the president... Um, his powers are limited, and members of Congress are elected on their own right, and what they care most about is their re-election, right? So they're not going to go off the cliff or, as uh, Tom Cotton said, senator from Arkansas, necessarily walk the plank just because Donald Trump uh, asks them to. And I, here, here's what I, I think they've made a, a, a huge mistake on this. They're trying to rush it through. They should have taken the time. Here, You're right. They have the House. They have the Senate. They've got the presidency, right? They've got everything they need. So before this, when Obama was in the White House and Democrats had control of the Senate, Paul Ryan and his fellow Republicans could do whatever they wanted in the House because they knew it was not going anywhere, right? You remember? They, they voted to repeal Obamacare. What, I 55, do. 55, sure, 55 I, times, I, I, okay? Of course but I they remember knew it. it. They knew it wasn't going anywhere, so they just did it to send a message. Well, now... I think they still they're in that mode. They're still trying to send a message. Instead, they ought to they should have taken the time or should take the time to work together with Republican senators and the White House and the members of the House and come up with a plan that will get through the Senate and then get to the president and have him sign it. They've got time to do that. They've I mean, what does power. it say? What does it say about the dysfunction in Washington D.C. when you have a Republican president in the Oval Office, a Republican-dominated Senate, and a Republican-dominated right. House, and you can't get anything done. You know what it says? It says you've got bad, you have poor leaders. You've got Paul Ryan, who I think is the most ineffective speaker we've ever seen, and Mitch McConnell, who is the same in the Senate. Um, poor leadership. They should be able to get this done. They should you, be able to get it done. And, and there is going to be... Well, there's going to be hell to pay if they don't. Uh, We have to take our last break. We'll be right back after these messages from today's sponsors. You're listening to the Costa Report. Dr. Kent Brantley contracted Ebola while working as a medical missionary in Liberia. Kent's boss, Franklin Graham, talked to Kent's wife after he heard the news. There wasn't much I could say to comfort her, um, but I told her, I said, we try to do all that we can. Kent was healed of the disease, but in the moment, it was a really dark time. The Brantleys faced that darkness with God's help, and so did Franklin Graham. I told Ken yesterday that he's responsible for one of the worst weeks of my life. (laughs) He said it wasn't much better for him. They can laugh about it now, but before that joy... There was pain, fear, darkness, and a lot of prayer. And to see answered prayer, wow, it's great. It's hard for me to talk without getting emotional, because I knew what Kent was facing. If you're facing darkness, there is hope. Learn about it at findpeacewithgod.net. We're the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli of Caraccioli Cellars, recent winners of the best sparkling wine in the U.S. in the Champagne and Sparkling Wine World Championship. Congratulations, Scott. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. 
So what is it about your Brut Cuvée that beat all the other competitors around the world? We really focus on creating an expression of the Santa Lucia Highlands and doing it the right way. And when you control the process from the beginning to the end and you have talent like Michelle and top-tier grapes, they really shine through. This was a worldwide competition. It was definitely a humbling experience. We were in a room with producers that have been making wine for over 100, 200 years and was a huge honor to have Tom Stevenson give us the best U.S. Sparkling Wine Award. We fared really well overall. We had three wines win best of class, which was great. Visit the Caraccioli Tasting Room on Dolores Street in Carmel-by-the-Sea or find us online at caracciolicellars.com or reach us by phone, 831-622-7722. Hi, Registered Pharmacist Ben Fuchs here. I've been studying healthy bodies for 35 years, and what I've got to tell you may shock and surprise you, but if you listen up, It may change your life. Are you feeling angry or irritable? Or maybe you're just depressed. Well, it may be that you're suffering from black bile. At least that's what ancient doctors used to think. These days, while no one thinks depression is about black bile, unfortunately, we may have gone too far in the opposite direction by minimizing the significance of bile, which functions as a kind of digestive detergent, dissolving and freeing fats and fatty nutrients from foods. If you're one of the millions of Americans who's suffering from liver impairment, or if you've had a gallbladder removed, your bile detergent system may not be operating at peak efficiency. And because toxins are eliminated from the body via bile, in addition to helping process fats, it also supports detoxification, you may not be eliminating poisons from the body effectively either. A good probiotic supplement can help support the bile's detox role by encouraging bile's elimination from the body. And if you're interested in helping improve bile production, there are nutritional supplements that help there too. One of the easiest is to use supplemental bile salts. You can get them on their own, and many digestive enzyme supplements contain them too. You can also help your body build bile by using precursors, which act as raw materials for bile production. The amino acids taurine and glycine help the body build bile. You might want to throw in 500 milligrams of the B vitamin-like compound choline, which acts as a biliary building block, and vitamin C can help you make generous amounts of healthy bile, so making sure you're getting at least a gram or two a day is probably a good idea as well. Pharmacist Ben here urging you to go to kscohealth.com to order Beyond Tangy Tangerine, the Healthy Start Pack, and other nutritional supplements that I personally use and recommend. You can purchase these premium quality products at wholesale prices online at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. I'm the pharmacist that believes that staying healthy and strong is not only about medicine, it's about giving your body the raw materials it needs to do its work. Go to kscohealth.com. Health.com. Make sure you check out the cool videos, too, at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, we are speaking with author, talk show host, and political commentator Bill Press, and we've been talking about the difficulty the president is having getting health care reform through the Congress in spite of a GOP-dominated House and Senate. But I, I think you'd agree with me, Bill, that something has to be done. Insurance companies are pulling out of the states. Prices are going up. And I believe even you uh, at one point uh, said that Obama didn't fight hard enough for a single-payer system. Is that right? Uh, that's a big chapter in the book that I wrote called Buyer's Remorse, How, How President Obama Let Progressives Down. Yes, well, um, that's be- yes, I would say something's got to be done, indeed. And the problem I have with Obamacare is that it leaves the insurance companies, and the, among other things, it leaves the insurance companies and the drug companies in charge. Uh, and I think the, easy, the best thing they could do if we're not going to go all to single payer, which uh, politically there are probably not enough votes for that yet, would be to go back to providing something that President Obama once talked about, which is a public plan option or a public option, meaning that people could buy into Medicare. Medicare, or call it Medicare for everybody. Medicare is a great system. God, millions and millions of Americans have been lifted out of poverty because of it and are able to uh, to get the health care they need in their in their older years, because but uh, extend it to people at least let's say from 45 and up who don't get health insurance on their uh, at their job, and that would be one way of expanding coverage uh, and making sure that uh, you know, more Americans have that have that protection for themselves and their families. Uh, yes, but at the same time, Rebecca, I'd have to say you know the, the Republican plan is also it's a bad plan. 
There, there are millions of Americans who now see government finally did something that they can use, something that helps them and, and, and their families and something they've needed. And they signed up for Obamacare seven years ago, and now they see this thing being ripped away from them. Um, I think it's a it, it's a bad plan as as it stands, uh, and a lot of people are going to be hurt. And I think that's why they're having a hard time getting get, getting this plan passed. Well, it'll be interesting, as you know, they delayed the vote on that, so you yeah, know they're right. trying to gin up some more votes, and uh, everybody's putting their heads together to see what, Im- what they're calling them improvements. I call them adjustments. What adjustments can be made to uh, placate? Uh, a broader number of potential uh, positive votes. Yes. Now, in reading your book, yeah. Now, in yep. reading your book, Buyer's yep. Remorse, I, I liked. I really liked this book, and I know you took a lot Thank of heat you. for it. Buyer's I Remorse: <laughs> How Obama Let Progressives Down. I could not help but draw parallels to what may be happening to our new president, and the same issue progressives had with Obama not going far enough. That seems to be the complaint that the conservatives have on, let's say, this health program. Uh, you've got a whole constituency that's saying he's not he's not opening it up to free market forces enough. We're not going to just come on board just because Trump says we have to. And and it seems like there's almost a faction of the Republican Party that's going to create the same issues that the progressives uh, created for Obama. What do you think? Well, that's interesting because I'll tell you one thing. I think Donald Trump's base is really very, still very, very strongly behind him. Um, We see that in, you know, like last night in Nashville and uh, a couple of weeks ago down in Florida. Um, I think they like the fact that he is shaking things up in Washington, right? Um, And they they like the fact he's getting a lot of flack even from his fellow Republicans, I believe. So (laughs) I think that 46 percent or whatever it is of of, of Trump supporters are still very strong. Um, But I do think you're right. I think uh, it's in terms of particularly Republican members of the House. It's hard to satisfy this Freedom Caucus, right? (laughs) These are the old Tea Partiers who really basically they don't want anything, to do anything, right? They don't want government to work, period. And they came up here to shut things down rather than to get things done. These are the people that drove John Boehner crazy. They're now driving uh, Paul Ryan crazy. And they're the ones who are saying, no, uh, we're not going to go along with this Donald Trump unless you totally trash Obamacare and throw it out the window and turn everything back to the way things used to be where we all depended on private insurance companies, and if you didn't afford it, uh, couldn't afford it, tough luck, right? And so so Trump, I, 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 I don't have a crystal ball here, but I'm envisioning Buyer's Remorse, the sequel. How Trump <laughs> let how Trump let conservatives down. <laughs> is that is that in the works? Is that coming? Uh, as soon as we're finished, I'll call my publisher and plant the idea. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I I see so no, many I'll let, parallels. I'll let I'll let you write that book. <laughs> oh, I am way too slow, sir. I I get a book out about every six or seven years, and so uh, I'm pretty sure my publisher isn't making any money on me. <laughs> I don't know how you, you know, I, I have to ask you this one last question. Uh, yep. Where can listeners today go to catch the Bill Press show and get your blogs? Uh, the best Is there way one, to go? one place to go? Uh, yeah, BillPressShow.com. BillPressShow.com. That'll take you everywhere to get my columns, to get the blog, to get the podcast. And you can also listen to the show every day at YouTube.com slash The Bill Press Show. But it's all through BillPressShow.com. Well, uh, I I have to say, folks, uh, if you're not tuning into the Bill Press show, you're missing out on the White House briefings every single day. Uh, He he does look at those and uh, gives a a very, very insightful analysis of what's going down and does it in a crisp way that we can all grasp. Uh, And uh, unlike me, who's Miss ADD jumping around from subject to subject, you seem to be able to connect the dots, uh, which I admire greatly. We are out of time, but before we say goodbye, let me thank you for your commentary and coverage and for making time to be with us today. Thank you, Mr. Press. Thank you for your kind comments. It's great fun to join you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you.
We have been talking today about some of the political and legal difficulties our new president faces as he and his administration tries to execute on the commitments he made during the election. You know, it's one thing to see what needs to be done and quite another thing to be able to implement, particularly when it comes to government. And by the way, politics isn't the only place where this happens. It also happens in business, especially when you have job openings and you need talented people to succeed. So if you're hiring, let me ask you a question. Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates anymore. It is time to make a change. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can with ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and then hire the right person fast. It's so easy and efficient to use. It's what we here at the Costa Report use to find the best talent in radio. And the reason that we can deliver quality interviews like the one you just heard week after week, it's thanks to ZipRecruiter finding us that talent. And we do comb the nation for that talent, believe me. But you can use ZipRecruiter to fill any job, whether you're looking for an IT manager, an ER nurse, an administrative assistant, a computer program, or even a chef. ZipRecruiter is the best way to find the best person for your job opening. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses as well. And right now, listeners of this program can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash report. You've got to get the slash report in there to take advantage of this free offer. That's ZipRecruiter dot com slash report one more time to try it for completely free no charge to you what have you got to lose if it's free you've got nothing to lose go to ziprecruiter.com slash report and uh folks Believe it or not, that almost wraps up our first hour. If your station is leaving us after this first hour, uh, you want to mark this on your schedule. My guest next week is former governor of Virginia, Jim Gilmore, who's going to be with us to tackle the difficult and controversial subject of comprehensive immigration reform. Don't miss Jim Gilmore next week right here on the only news program that puts policy ahead of politics. You're listening to the Costa Report. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.